What's up guys, I'm back again with two episodes in as many weeks. I know this is kind of an unprecedented rate of content delivery for me, but I feel like I owe you guys a quick episode after how long the gap was between the last two. If you haven't already, please consider leaving a rating for today's episode. It really helps the show out a lot with discoverability, unless you don't like the show, in which case let's pretend this never happened. I'm also still unsure about whether it's better to have larger gaps between episodes and deliver longer 30 minute to one hour episodes, or if you guys would prefer me to just make, you know, whatever I want here and there with these shorter ones and the short I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. So if you're on Spotify, you can respond directly to that question. Otherwise, let me know on my social media. There's links to that in the show notes. I actually do respond to pretty much everybody who messages me. Comments are harder to respond to on TikTok because it doesn't actually show you all the comments you get. But I really do reply to everybody who DMs me. So that would be awesome. And I'd love to hear from you. Anyway, let's get started. On the 23rd of August 2023, a new paper was published called A New Ape from Turkey A and the Radiation of Late Miocene Hominins. This paper makes a pretty bold claim. It argues that based on a newly discovered species, hominins, that's us and all our extinct ancestors, originally evolved in Eurasia and not in Africa as previously believed. This hypothesis has real potential to be misinterpreted by certain bad actors as evidence that ancient humankind's origin is European and not African. If you're wondering what kind of people I'm talking about, the Aryan hypothesis made famous during World War II would be a good starting point. So today we're going to take a look at the evidence presented in this new paper, as well as a brief overview of the evidence of humankind's African origins. As a disclaimer, while I am an archaeologist, which I feel makes me at least somewhat qualified to speak on these kind of things, we are delving into the realm of paleoanthropology, which is a highly specialized field. I also want to point out that I actually have no vested interest in the origin of humankind's ancestors. If the evidence says that our earliest ancestors came from Turkey, Europe, Africa, Asia, Australia, or the Americas, then that's what the evidence says. Having said that, this is an ever-changing field, and while I do take great care when making these videos, any outdated information, mistakes, or mis interpretations of the data are solely my fault. So let's get started. Answering the question of where the earliest human ancestor came from seems fairly simple on the surface. Wouldn't the location of the oldest ever found primate fossil provide a pretty definitive answer? Well, not exactly. You see, the title of the oldest human ancestor depends on how we define human ancestor. The human evolutionary lineage is a complex web of species that extends from modern humans, Homo sapiens, back to the point of divergence from the common ancestor we share with chimpanzees, which are our closest living relatives. This is the definition that most scientists use, and it's the one we'll be using here. But this point of divergence could be different depending on the definition you choose. For example, the earliest known proto-primate is something called a Plesiodapiformi that lived in North America and Europe 66 million years ago and looks a lot more like a rat than a primate. Is this our oldest common ancestor? Or do we go back to the moment of divergence when the earliest known mammals evolved around 200 million years ago? I don't mean to confuse you, we're going to stick with the chimpanzee divergence, but the point is that classification is at the heart of the debate when it comes to human ancestors, and what does and does not constitute a new species is often a topic of heated debate. The study we're talking about today focuses on pre-human ancestor apes. That is the apes that would eventually evolve into our earliest ancestors, but are not themselves our ancestors based on the characteristics of their biology. It may surprise you to learn that Europe was actually home to several species of these 
these apes. I remember being surprised when I first learned this, and that the oldest Darwinius Massile lived in Germany 47 million years ago. That's 40 million years before our earliest known ancestor, well, we think it's the earliest known ancestor, Sahelanthropus chadensis. If you're listening to this on the podcast, I highly recommend you Google Darwinius because we only have a single specimen, but it is one of the most remarkably preserved fossils ever found. During the Miocene Epoch, particularly between 23 to 5 million years ago when conditions were favourable, Europe was home to a wide range of apes. Some of the most well-known are Dryopithecus, which lived around 13 to 11 million years ago, had several species that spanned across Spain, France, Hungary, Austria and Slovakia, and is believed to be closely related to modern great apes and humans. Oranthopithecus, found in Greece and the Balkans, which existed 8 to 9 million years ago and shows some similarities with later hominins. And Rudopithecus, which lived in Hungary from 11 to 5 million years ago. The exact number of species and their relationships to modern apes are subject to ongoing research. As new fossils are discovered and older ones are re-evaluated, our understanding of Europe's ape diversity and how they are classified amongst themselves, as well as related to later African apes, constantly changes. However, it's important to note that the apes from the Miocene of Europe are generally not considered direct ancestors to modern humans, but rather closely related to the lineage leading to great apes, which includes gorillas, chimpanzees, bonobos, orangutans, and humans. You can think of these ancient European apes as more like distant cousins rather than direct grandparents. At the same time that these European apes were swinging through the ancient canopies, Africa was also home to early primates. Some of the more famous of these include Algeropithecus minutus that lived 50 million years ago in Algeria and, as its name suggests, was very very small, weighing just 65 grams or 2.3 ounces. The Proconsul, which lived in East Africa between 23 and 17 million years ago and has monkey and ape characteristics that some people believe make it the link between the two groups. Morotopithecus, which lived in Uganda 20 million years ago and has sparked some pretty heated debate as to whether it shows very early stages of bipedalism. And Nakalopithecus, which lived around 10 million years ago in Kenya and is particularly interesting because it existed roughly at the same time when researchers believe the lineages leading to gorillas, chimps and humans were diverging from our last common ancestor. Okay, let's take a breath. I know that was a lot to take in. But by now you should be starting to see how the waters of human ancestry can be so muddied. And that's without even considering things like interbreeding amongst all of these species, the Asian primates, DNA analysis and genetics, and the number of completely unknown species that didn't survive in the fossil record. Because we have so many well-preserved fossils, we often forget that fossilization is an incredibly rare process. The chance that the actual direct human ancestor died in a way that allowed their remains to be fossilized is so incredible incredibly low that it most likely never even happened which means that we'll never find it. Anyway, the main point to remember here is that all of these species that we've talked about so far are not actually human ancestors, rather they are the things that came before us. They are the apes that existed before the first human ancestors. Okay, now that we've covered the context surrounding the paper, we can actually get into it. In short, this paper argues that an analysis of the remains of ape fossils from a site in Turkey eh, indicates the existence of a previously unidentified species of ape that they have called Anadoluvius turkey. Okay, where Anadolu is the modern Turkish word for Anatolia and Turk refers to Turkey. In order to show that this was a completely new species and not part of a previously recorded one, the team analyzed the shape and capacity of the cranium, the mandible, tooth roots, dental morphology and enamel thickness, and canine size to show that these fossils are distinct from other species of ape present in Europe 8 million years ago. They did this through statistical analysis and comparison as well as a technique called phylogeny, which essentially looks at the known evolutionary tree of all the other related apes and sees if this new species fits in logically or if it makes sense for it to belong 
to an already known species. If you're interested in taking a look at the paper for yourself, there's a link to that in the show notes or the description. And the paper is open access, so anybody's able to read it. And the team also included all of the data that they used to come to these conclusions. The team says that based on accompanying fossils like giraffes, warthogs, rhinos, antelopes, zebras, elephants, porcupines, and hyenas, as well as the geological climate data, researchers believe that the newly discovered ape inhabited a dry forest. They argue that this environment resembles the habitats of early African humans much more than today's dense forests where great apes live. They also argue that the strong, robust jaw and thick enamel of this new species' teeth indicates a diet of hard or fibrous foods such as tree roots, suggesting that the ape likely spent significant time on the ground. Focusing in on the jaw and teeth, the researchers argue that the presence of this thick enamel, as well as the strong and robust jaw and evidence of canines getting smaller through time, is more closely aligned with African hominins than those in Europe. The side profile of the mandible and canine reduction is actually pretty convincing in illustrating just how different this new species is from the other species in Europe. If you're just listening to this, the front teeth of Anadoluvius angle down towards the bottom jaw in the same way that our teeth do, and the canines are smaller than those teeth in front of them, which the team argues is remarkably similar to what we see in ancestors that evolved in Africa such as Australopithecus. Comparatively, the examples of other European apes that lived around the same time show pronounced canines that extend down further than the front teeth, which also angle forwards between 20 and 45 degrees depending on the species. The presentation of Anadoluvius's mandible also highlights the sexual dimorphism in the species, with the male's jaw and teeth being significantly longer and wider and with more pronounced canines. The study does not identify difference in size, but states that Anadoluvius weighed approximately 50 to 60 kilos or 100 to 130 pounds, which is about the same as a male chimpanzee. In my opinion, the evidence presented in the paper seems reasonable. The conclusions made here based on the differences between skulls, mandibles, teeth, and the comparison with other European apes and African apes does seem to indicate that this is a different species, one that previously was not detected. But if this 8 million year old new species has more in common with apes found in Africa than it does in Europe, does this mean that we actually evolved in Europe instead of Africa? Does this mean that the collective body of paleoanthropological knowledge has been wrong all along? Well, no. And the team who wrote the paper even says as much themselves. David Began, who is a co-senior author of the study and a paleoanthropologist at the University of Toronto, emphasized that they are discussing the shared ancestor of hominins, not the specific human evolutionary branch that led to us. He said, and I quote, the bulk of human evolution took place in Africa, end quote. Begun informed live science, and I quote, it's also probable that the split between chimpanzee and human lineages happened in Africa, end quote. What their paper does seem to indicate, however, is that the oldest and most archaic fossils occur in West and Central Europe, and the youngest, most similar to our ancestor fossils occur in the East. As far as I can tell, this has two explanations. Either there is an evolutionary pathway of oldest to more recent apes flowing from Western Europe to Eastern Europe, providing the possibility that the apes of Eastern Europe moved down into Africa at some point before 7 million years ago and eventually split off into our earliest human ancestors, explaining why this new species has features similar to those ancient ancestors in Africa. The other explanation is that the presence of fossils in Eastern Europe that are more similar to African apes is that African apes actually moved up from Africa into Europe. According to the team that wrote the paper, either of these explanations is possible. However, Christopher Gilbert, who is a specialist in primate paleontology, mammalian evolutionary history, and African and Asian hominoid evolution said, and I quote, 
Many other experts investigating the evolutionary relationship of fossil and living great apes, using more modern methods and including more groups, find that many of the European apes branched off before orangutans, making them likely distant relatives of living African great apes and humans. Furthermore, these more comprehensive analyses suggest that apes like Anadoluvius are just as likely or more likely to be recent immigrants to the Mediterranean from Africa." End quote. What he's pointing out there is that orangutans diverged from the human lineage between 12 and 15 million years ago, and that the apes in Europe diverged even earlier than that, meaning that if they do have any relation to African apes or us, it is very, very distant. My personal opinion is that I think the similarities that the new species shares with African hominins makes it more likely to have been the result of a migration out of Africa into Turkey A rather than the reverse. If they'd evolve in Turkey A, we should expect to find evidence of interbreeding penetrating further into Europe than we currently have evidence for. On the other hand, if they'd originated in Africa, their penetration into Europe would be more limited given that they would need to travel much further to reach the discovery location in Turkey. Eh? I also think that if you picture Africa and Europe as having a group of apes with equally distinct characteristics, it doesn't seem probable for the African group's characteristics to show up in Europe without contact from Africa. It seems more likely to me that those characteristics were inherited from African populations than they would be to have evolved separately in Europe. The the exciting part about this new evidence is that it's very early days and now that a new species has been identified, we can start to look at previous finds to see if there is in fact evidence of this new species in other places throughout Europe and Africa. As for the question of whether we evolved in Europe or Africa, the current evidence is unequivocal. Apes existed in Europe, Asia, and Africa for millions of years. Through environmental, cultural, and predatory pressures, the DNA of one of those species of apes in Africa began to mutate in a way that eventually resulted in the emergence of our first ancestor. We don't know exactly which species was the first, and we don't exactly know why it happened. We think walking on two legs played a key role in this change, and that the change to bipedalism may have been brought on by forests and jungles turning into savannas through climate change. This meant that Climbing and swinging through trees was no longer the best way to get around, and instead, they learned to walk. But we don't know for sure. And while some of you may find it frustrating to not have an answer, it's actually the part I love the most about investigating our ancient past, because it means that there's still so much work to do and so much to be discovered. And that's where today's story ends. Thank you so much for listening. I want to give a huge shout out to the people on screen who support the content monetarily with a Twitch sub. If you'd like to check that out, there are links in the description to that and my social media as well. If you'd like to know more about the evidence for our ancient past, what exactly happened between the emergence of Sahelanthropus and the invention of writing in ancient Sumeria, I would love to hear about it in the comments if you're on YouTube, or you can find me on TikTok and Instagram at LiminalityTV. Honestly, I do reply to every single person who sends me a DM, whether it's TikTok, Instagram, or even on the Discord. Sometimes I might take a day or two to get back to you, but I, I really like hearing from people, so I reply to everybody. So if you're interested in chatting or you want to let me know something about the show, send me a DM and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. If you're listening to this on the podcast, please, please consider leaving a five-star review for the show. It just helps the show get discovered. Basically, when people search for it, it actually pops up. These take a really, really long time to put together, and I want to be able to get this out to as many people as possible, so that would really help me out, and thank you very much. That's it for this week. Let me know what you think, if you have a topic you'd like me to cover, and I'll see you all very soon.